This episode of the 343 podcast is supported by Bounce Athletics. Bounce Athletics is offering you an additional 10% discount because they know that you are serious about high-quality soccer products if you are listening to this show. Training balls from Bounce Athletics can be customized with your logo and your color scheme and will only cost you about $15 to $20 per ball. And if you compare similar textured training balls from Nike, Adidas, or Select, those would be in the $50 to $60 range. Now, I've personally tested the balls from Bounce Athletics. They feel great. They look great. They roll great. They hold air, which is super important. They are legit, and I highly recommend them. To top everything off, Bounce Athletics will send you complimentary mock-ups of what your balls will look like with your logo on them. Just email your logo to info at Bounce Athletics to begin the order process. And remember to mention 343 so you get that additional 10% discount when you place your order. This is the 343 Podcast. I'm your host, John Pronich. Welcome to the show. Katie Nimitz is the camp director and trainer for Beast Mode Soccer. She is also an assistant coach at Western Kentucky University. We started out our conversation talking about the wide array of responsibilities she has when it comes to soccer. Later, we discussed coaching education and what it takes for a player or a coach to really make it if they want to be at the top, top level of the sport. Her experience working with Beast Mode Soccer has given her the opportunity to work alongside one of the best trainers in the country, and it has also allowed her to see and work with some of the best players in the country as well. You can connect with Katie on Twitter, or you can also connect with Beast Mode Soccer on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and every social media platform. I think David has that, and Katie, uh, have that on just about anywhere uh, you can visit on the internet. And you can also find their new app called My Soccer Training. And I've linked to everything in the write-up of the podcast. You can find that on 343coaching.com. I've also linked to the episode that I recorded with David Copeland-Smith, the founder of Beast Mode Soccer. And that was a special episode for me. That was actually episode number 100. So I've linked to that in the, uh, in the show notes as well. I should also mention... David is a founding member of the 343 program. So, David, thank you for continuing to support us. Uh, if you enjoy this episode of the podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. I listen to all my podcasts on Apple Podcasts uh, because I have an iPhone and it just syncs right up to my phone and then it just magically appears when I get in my car or when I start my walk to go get coffee. So if you are not subscribed to the podcast or to any podcast, you should start doing that. Um, that way you don't have to come and visit the website all the time or go and find it on Twitter. Uh, it just delivers right to your phone. Uh, you can help other people find the show by giving it a five-star rating or review or sharing it on social media as well. I'm sure you already knew that. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, the best way to do that is by signing up for the 343 Premium Coaching Membership Program. When you sign up, you'll have access to the proven 343 possession-based methodology and be able to study and learn from one of the best coaches in American soccer. The 343 program includes videos of real games and real training sessions that help you learn the core activities so you can start coaching possession soccer. You also get ebooks, audio lessons, recorded classroom presentations, and on-field clinics. And there are also forums for networking and sharing ideas with other 343 coaches. And those are 
Those are exclusive forums. Those are only for 343 members. So that's different than the comment section on the blog. That's different than what we talk about on Twitter or Facebook. That is just 343 members interacting and sharing ideas with each other. And that thing is like a freaking gold mine. Uh, you can visit 343coaching.com to learn more about the benefits of the program and find all of the details about the membership. All right. I hope that you are ready for this episode of the 343 podcast, and I hope you enjoy my chat with Katie Nimitz. John. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good, actually. Um, awesome. So I'm not. I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, with this show or not, but I think I've interviewed your boss, David. Yeah, you've had David <laughs> before. You, I, I listen in quite a bit. I'm a little fan. Cool. That's awesome. Um, is that right to say like like he's your boss? Because I, I. Oh I, yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> cool. One of my many. <laughs> cool. No, you know, what I was just thinking about before I called you is how many you know how many different things. A lot of coaches, I think, have to do to piece together, uh, you know, a, a career in soccer or just, you know, just getting a career in, in American soccer you have to piece so many different things together. So. Oh, my gosh. It, it's absurd. We always joke around, like, whether it's, like, with David or, like, my WKU boss or any of the other ones. And we're like, okay, which hat are you wearing today? And it's like, okay, today I'll do this and tomorrow I'll do this and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's fun, but it's definitely – it's it's busy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's taxing and it's um, – it's, I know one of the things that I struggle with is switching from one thing to the other in quick succession. So you go from like a personal training session to a team training session to whatever might be next after that. And it's, it's a little bit difficult to get into the mindset of, you know, the next thing takes a few minutes to kind of get your bearings, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like five seconds to breathe. Like, okay, where am I at? Okay. This is what I'm doing. Cool. <laughs> Got to get out my notepad that I wrote everything down on prior <laughs> to uh -huh. try to stay organized. That's a very good point though, because preparation is, is very, very important. And if you're not prepared and you're going through that transition, you know, whether you have five seconds or, or even five minutes or, or, or five hours, if you're not prepared for it, it you're, you're kind of screwed. Oh yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. What uh, what is it that you do? So maybe you can rattle off some of the some of the hats that you wear. Yeah, so several different things. So one, just the thing that you kind of know about is uh, I work with Beast Mode Soccer and David Copeland Smith. Um, I do kind of two different things with him. So I'm one camp director. So I set up and organize and kind of deal with all the dealings with camp side of things. So whether it's getting with clubs or high schools or different things like that and seeing if they would, they would want to bring in David and I, that's something I would do. And I'd be their immediate contact to do that. So correlating with David's schedule uh, all the way from the administrative side to cost per camper and uh, location at to all the way to, okay, well, Under Armour can get us this gear this year, or we're going to uh, incorporate this program with your camp registration or different things like that. So, directing and organizing all the camps now that also entails coaching the camps also so it's typically david and i and then we'll bring in a staff so we're the ones running it david's kind of the center of it because that's the cool part of our camps right now it's him teaching and coaching his methodology and philosophy of all of it and then i'm kind of like the coach number one or lead trainer with it i guess you would say and do that and then different side of my beast mode side is the administrative side. So then I help David with a lot of customer service and PR relations 
things. So uh, anything via email or on the website or uh, direct sessions with David, I help out with. And that would be like more of a, I guess, the personal assistant side of things. And that's also with a managing our affiliates and um, anything really admin wise, I, I try to help out with. And, and then I'm trying to think of anything else. We're getting into the app. So we're going to be one, I'm one of the direct personal uh, kind of assistants that put, people can reach out to in within the app and we'll do all that stuff, but that's a work in progress. What about outside of beast mode? You mentioned that it sounds like there's, there's another, another coaching gig that might be on your plate. Yeah. So I also do, uh, I'm the assistant soccer coach at Western Kentucky university and my primary role is to develop and, and assist in mentoring the goalkeepers here. I work as the main assistant for that and do training with them and coaching and film and all of that. And then I also help with the team and other responsibilities such as recruiting and admin. So uh, WKU, Western Kentucky University is a division one uh, college in uh, Conference USA. So that's with FAU and Rice and Middle Tennessee and a couple of those other schools that are within that. And I just got hired here. So I've been with them since I believe January 28th was my start date. And then before that, I was at Quincy University, a Division II school in Illinois. Uh, and I worked there for a little under two years as a graduate assistant. And so through that, I'm still finishing my master's now, but I'll be done in May. Uh, through that, I did. I was the main and only assistant, so it was awesome. I got to learn a lot from both the head coaches I worked with. And then that that prepared me, and I'm still learning a lot But for WKU and excited to keep growing. And then... Last year I was able to do this, but uh, I'm not sure I will be able to this year because of NCAA Division One rules. But uh, I used to coach or be a head coach for WPSL uh, in Florida with uh, Florida Soul FC. So that is a women's semi-pro league with uh, prospect age kids. Now I say that because Division One says I'm not allowed to do it, but um, prospect age kids, uh, f- current and former college players. Uh, ranging in different ages and abilities, but they it's something for them to do during the summer to keep up their skills and get game time and different things like that. So I think those are like three of the hats I wear and then I do personal training on the side for goalkeepers and for beast mode. And then, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, you say it like, that's it, but that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, what, what, what led you into coaching? What What's your background, either as a player or fan or spectator of the game? What What led you to to this path of of coaching on many different fronts? Yeah, so I I've always been in love with the game, and I feel like everyone says it. But once I, I refereed when I was younger, like you, John, and oh, nice. uh, <laughs> that was definitely my favorite. <laughs> I don't do that anymore, but did that. I played the entirety of my youth career. I played in high school, played in college. I played two years at uh, the Division II level at Lynn University in Boca Raton, Florida. But I, I played for two years, and then I, I'll be really honest with you, John, I'm a much better coach than I was a player. So <laughs> transitioned after two years of playing into starting my licenses and coaching education and I just really knew I, I I wanted to be with players and kids, whether the ages was youth or um, 
college age kids or eventually professional. I, I love the game and I love teaching the game and helping players become the best players that they want to be. And then the team side of it's just awesome also. And I just kept going with it. And I've been involved in education throughout the duration of my life. I did my degree in it. And that's what I'm currently getting my master's in. Uh, I taught for a year in Boca, Raton, Florida. So just really love kids and players and teaching them and trying to get them to be and be everything they want to be, whether it's in sport or in their careers or life. I have an interesting thought bouncing around in my brain right now. When you were going through and getting your college education and trying to become a teacher, you it sounds like you might have also at the, around or during that same time been doing coaching licenses and getting your coaching education. So what was it like looking at the coaching education courses through the lens of a future educator? Yeah, that's a great question, John. I, I correlate it directly with it. So Going coaching licenses, as we all kind of know, they're they're what you want to get out of it. So you can go in with the mindset of not or just doing it just to get the licenses under your belt, or you can go in with it with the mindset of, hey, I'm going to learn something from someone, whether it's a fellow candidate with me or the instructors or the program, something like that. But I, I feel like coaching and teaching directly correlate, like just just like every student that uh, you interact with in the classroom, every player that you interact with on the field is different. So whether they're kinesthetic learner or if they're visual or auditory, like I, I have to explain to someone what kind of run I want them to make maybe verbally versus someone who I have to show them or some of that they have to do that in a progression. So it was really interesting for me learning kind of the different ways to teach uh, students in the classroom and kind of connecting that to different ways to teach on the field. Because I think it, like I said, it's a direct correlation. You can't, not all kids and not all players learn and react the same. So, I mean, I'm, I've been doing it for, I mean, I, I like to say a while, but nowhere in a while in comparison to so many others, but working with kids, whether, like I said, in the classroom, on the field, I, I me coaching, even some of my college girls is different. If I want so, if I want to motivate one of my players, some of them I have to take to the side and talk to them like, Hey, I'd be a little better than that. Like, let's do this, this instead. But some of them I can, I don't even have to take them off and I can and give them very direct instructions while they're playing. But it's just like every student, every player learns and reacts and takes in and different information in different ways. So, I mean, it, it's been great. And I've been able to use my education career and what I've learned through that directly with my coaching. It's kind of, it's kind of like cheating to have that teaching <laughs> background and then, you know, transitioning that to educating um, educating players and a lot of times coaches don't have that that same background and coaches you know in the well it's not e-license anymore I guess it would be the grassroots courses mm -hmm. and the D license a lot of those people are for the most part moms and dads that have you know day jobs that have nothing to do with teaching or educating and so when they're learning the how, how to apply these things uh, these methods this these educational methods to young soccer players, it, I have to imagine it would be very, very difficult for many, many, many people. But yeah, you kind of have like a cheat code because you have the the, the supplemental background of becoming a, an actual teacher. That's pretty unique. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it. And I mean, kind of like you said, it's 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 almost like you, I, w I don't want to say you don't get it until you until you get it and do it, but it, it really is. It's like trial and error. And once you, it's like implementing a formation or a strategy, like you, 
you see what works for you and you see, you see what doesn't by, by doing it. And so we're, you're trying to learn through doing or learn through these courses and the, the courses themselves, they try to make them as realistic as possible. But I mean, we saw, I was, I was doing my advanced national goalkeeping, um, this January and it was, we had a, a small group and it, it's so hard to replicate what it would be like to be actually coaching. Like you coach amongst your peers during that course and you learned how to do different game, like decision-making strategies and training sessions and into teaching elite goalkeepers. But it, it's really hard in, unless you do it in front of people and then you have like an instructor or an evaluator to tell you like, Hey, maybe this would have been better than this, or here's a suggestion or that was great, but maybe this. Like, so I, I, I feel very fortunate that I've had a background in it, but I, I mean, tops off to people that have been able to do it without that, because that's, I think it's very impressive. Have you ever kind of put your, your teaching hat on when you're in the courses and, and kind of thought about it, like you're auditing a, like a coaching education course, like, Oh, like, you know, that would have been awesome if this was also offered because I feel like these people that don't have the education background are going to miss out on, you know, this little nuanced thing that I know as an educator. Have you ever, have you ever thought about those types of things? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, my, the most recent course I've been a part of was that advanced national uh, goalkeeping with the United soccer coaches. And they do a really good job of their instructors saying like, Hey, this isn't, it's not one way or the other way. And I had Lisa Cole and Chris and Chris Rich as the main um, instructors through it. And they were awesome. They would provide, we would do lectured. We do lectures. We do stuff on the field. We do stuff off the field. We do game analysis, but they tried, I, I could correlate it kind of with the teaching. Like they were really trying to provide or that United soccer coaches was trying to provide direct ways for every type of learner or I mean adult and coach to kind of learn and they would we separated into two groups for coaches that coached youth kids and coaches that coached collegiate players and just different things like that so definitely I def I think of things that um could be really utilized during that but also they one of the best factors that I like that they incorporated in was the peer evaluation and the peer um reflection and different things like that because they would allow you to come up with ideas and talk and do sessions. I was one of the people that volunteered to do a session in front of the group. And then at the end of it, they're like, all right, everyone give Katie a hand for like, for having the confidence to go up and do the session. But okay. Like now let's suggest um, better things she could have done or different ideas or not even just better things, but things that you might've wanted. So, or done differently. And so it, it's cool because like I said, you gotta, you get to learn from everyone else. But again, with the non-teaching background, I, I can foresee it being difficult, but I, I really think these courses, at least United soccer coaches is really making the efforts to make sure that every coach that wants to learn and extend and grow their coaching career and knowledge, they, I really think they do a good job of trying to give them the tools to do that. It's, it's kind of funny. I've noticed, um, a division, not a, di I don't know if division is the right way to say it, but there, there's kind of like two gangs almost like there's people that like the United soccer coaches and there's people that go and, and like the USSF pathway. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just funny to see, well, it's not funny to see, I need, I've said this before, I need to stop saying things are funny, it's not funny. It's interesting to watch, you know, the people that pursue either one of those paths, or uh, it's really interesting to watch people that, that try to do both of them, and, you know, how they have to bounce back and forth between the two different mindsets, or the two different philosophies mm -hmm. of, of coaching, so... Um, just based on, on kind of what you're saying, it sounds like you're super into the United soccer coaching stuff. So I'm curious if you've gone through the USSF pathway at all. 
Yeah. So I'm, I've, I did my ENF and that was a thing and I'm actually signed up to complete my D license. Uh, my first session is April 26th to 28th. So I think that they're both, they're, they're both very different, um, kind of organizations or structures. So, so how I've talked about it to other people is like United soccer coaches is like a diploma. It's like a learning kind of course. It's, it's, it's not a licensure, but U S soccer federation is a licensing company or federation, you know, with, with those courses. So one of which is for professional development in that sense and, and a diploma of education that you would get one of which is a, a license. So I, I'm very much so open to doing both and I, I am doing both. Um, I, I'm in the process of completing my United soccer coaches license or diploma, excuse me for my advanced national goalkeeping. And then um, I'm hopefully I'll get my pre-course assignment for the U S soccer uh, D license soon. But I mean, like I kind of said, that you, you hit the nail on the head. There is kind of a divide between them both, but I really don't think that there needs to be because, I mean, people have and haven't had their, you know, from each course you can say, I really didn't like how someone did this or I really like how they did this. They have their different opinions about it, but really think from each course, like you're going to, if you walk in with the right mindset, you're going to learn something, whether it's from the instructors or the course itself or from the people you're around. So I, I do both. And I know, I mean, Chris Rich, who was one of my instructors for the United soccer coaches, he was discussing it. He's doing his, uh, a license, uh, senior. I remember, I, I believe right now. And so he's, he's someone, he's the men's Duke assistant. He's been doing both for years now. And, and a lot of people, if, if they have the mindset to do so, will do both and be, and get exactly what they want out of all of them. And of course, like there's going to be corks to each one and, yeah, U.S. soccer has a very specific kind of way that they like doing things. And all right, that's how they like doing it, you know, and um, maybe I'm not going to change their mind on some of the things I don't like, but I'm still going to grasp and take in what I do like out of it. So I don't know. No, it's a it's a good way to put it. And, and you've already mentioned two names, uh, Chris Rich and Lisa Cole. Um, I've actually reached out to them and tried to get them on the podcast. Actually, maybe I haven't reached out to Chris. I think somebody reached out to Chris on my behalf. And ask him if you'd be interested. But I, now that you mentioned his name, it just kind of reminds me I need to reach out to him and, and get him get him on here and get his opinions. <laughs> yeah, I'll reach out to him and be like, hey, you got to go talk to John. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, throwing your name out here all the time. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that scares me, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I want to go back to what you were saying, though, because if you go in with a certain mindset to any of the courses uh, – if you go in with the mindset that you you can learn something from from anything, right? You can you can learn you know something good. You can learn something bad. You can learn from the instructors. You can learn from your peers. Whatever you can learn something from any uh, of the courses that are offered. But what I what I wholeheartedly believe is that you're not going to learn everything from one of the organizations or one company or anything like that. So you kind of have to build your your complete education based off of like piecing things together. There, there are a lot of gaps in, in soccer education. You can't, there's not like one, one stop that everybody mm-hmm. can make. Um, so with those gaps in mind, where, where do you think beast mode fits, fits in? Where, where, where do they, what, what gap do they fill? Yeah, that's a, that's a hard one because I really think that what David and what beast mode promotes and everything i really think it could be put into every every facet of it it's the wholehearted kind of being of beast mode soccer is like that individual accountability and responsibility of training and 
through what David has tried to do is give every player the tools to be able to do that. So with like this app and, and different things like that, some that, that could be something that players utilize before training or that coaches have players utilize before training and they're getting their technical touches in. And now obviously there's different progressions that us soccer and a couple of the different courses believe that you should go through in training and then how to coach when you recognize mistakes and different things in those trainings. But I think beast mode soccer, again, like we don't, we know that if you just do beast mode soccer or just do the technical touches or passes or progressions that we have you do like you're not going to be a successful player like I we think that that's definitely a part that successful players do but you can't just do that stuff you have to be able to be like kind of almost like the education side a, a total complete soccer player and and through doing that it's there's a lot of different factors and facets that go into it so like the example I kind of said at the beginning like you can do technical training at the beginning but then do this this and this Beast Mode Soccer also goes through the analysis and the break technical breakdowns and stuff. But at the end of the day, it it's trying to give players the tools to be able to do what they want in order to become the best player that they want to be. So it's all about that responsibility side of it and the accountability and really how no one can make you do it. And it's all going to be you. And one of our biggest people that we like talking about is like Rachel Daly and, you know, Alex Morgan and all those players. But um, And they train with David often and they – Alex Morgan arguably is nowhere even close to the peak of her career, but she's on the hunt for, you know, her 100th goal, you know, and she's still out there training every chance she gets because she knows she's never going to be good enough, which is the mindset that David and beast mode soccer wants to get everyone to kind of buy into. It's, and you can, you can see all these players and you, the second you think you're there, it's when you start going down, you know, it's how, instilling the, not the want, but, the ability to be able to be that player that you want to be. So how beast mode soccer fits into that at all. I don't, I'm not really sure because I like how it is an individualized thing and different clubs have undertaken David and beast mode soccer as a part of their curriculum because the technical side of things and the confidence through the technical side and the reps is so important. But to be honest, I'm, I'm not sure where that where you would incorporate that into courses or coaching education, but I, maybe the stress, the stress part of the mental side of, of confidence and technical touches and different things like that, like through through the amount of touches you're doing and through training, the training you're doing, you're acquiring the confidence to do X and O and different things like that. But I'm not exactly sure, but I, I'd be interested to hear David's thoughts on that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that we've always expressed to coaches is that your team training sessions are you know you, you should treat them like gold those are incredibly valuable and and you're limited with the amount of time that you can spend with your team so your 15 your 18 players whatever however, however many the number is and so that time that with your team should be reserved for you know team training and all the individual technical work we encourage coaches to encourage their players to be doing that on their own time. And so what I, what I really uh, like about the beast mode stuff is that, like you mentioned, it holds players accountable outside of the team training environment. And I think that is incredibly important. And when you started talking about Rachel Daly and Alex Morgan, it's easy for people on the outside to see that and be like, Oh yeah, you know, it's because they're on the national team or it's because, uh, you know, they, they're sponsored by Nike or it's because they have access to this or that. And I think like what, what is kind of coming out of 
this new app that that you guys have have developed is hey here's all the same shit that they're doing you, now you guys have access to it too so you really don't have an excuse other than you know if your legs cannot move if your legs can move you can get up and do the exact same things that they are doing um, and, and you don't need anything other than you know a flat surface and a ball so mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's so funny because I mean John have you looked at the app yet I haven't. No, I have not. I oh, just, just, I, I know I'm on the, I'm on the marketing, <laughs> the marketing email list. I get all the stuff and I see the videos and obviously I watch you guys on, on social media, but, uh-huh. um, yeah, when, when payday hits, I might, uh, I might get myself signed up. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta download it. Cause I mean, you hit the nail on the head with it. It's really the exact stuff they're doing. Like the, in these session videos is Alex and it is Rachel and it's Christy Mulis and it's all of these players that, I mean, they're doing those because it's within the session and David filmed it. Some of them, yes, they're purposeful for the app, like Christy and Johnny and Brooke and uh, Rachel went to Vegas to film. But some of the stuff with Alex and some of the stuff with Morgan Andrews and a lot of the other professional players was it's like raw footage that David decided to film and thought that players could utilize. Because like you said, people are like, oh, like maybe Alex and Rachel have all these these tools and they have the best facilities and they have this and this, that, 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 that I don't have the ability to do, but, but with the app, it, it's literally the, the touch of your fingertips. And then it, you, we don't, you don't need cones, use a sock, use an apple. I don't know, like use something like it's whatever you want to get out of it. And it's, it's that it, all it takes is 15, 20 minutes a day before and after training, or you get up a little extra early and we, that's so funny that you're on our email list. So you get all the motivational emails that David sends and different things like that. And it's, it really is, it's trying to instill that responsibility and that accountability to it. And in the app, there's a social media side to where you can compete with friends and players. So that, that's something where, uh Oh, like Susie over here completed that session yesterday and she's ahead of me by a thousand touches. Like I got to get on there. So it also puts in that competition side. It's like, okay, maybe my entire team has done two extra sessions and I haven't done anything. So it's a little bit of that peer pressure in there too and that social acceptance. But I mean, greatness breeds greatness and we always kind of talk about that too. And I mean, it's something that not just field players can use. It's something that I'm going to utilize with my WKU goalkeepers. And that is something we've maybe thought about, like expanding to a goalkeeper side of things. But I mean, just like you said at the beginning of this kind of topic, it doing things within training yet that's your goal and everything but it's not enough these days because like you said by the time we're team training we have i mean we'll have 30 plus on our roster next year it's every i'll have four goalkeepers you know i'm gonna have to do individual sessions with them and smaller group sessions just so i can be able to best coach them because they have different needs and different things like that and that individual time whether they're by themselves or with a small group that's when they're going to get down their the nitty gritty stuff that they need to accomplish. And then the team training is when we kind of put it all together and at the end of the day, get ready to play in games. Hey, sit tight. We are going to hear a quick message from our sponsor, Bounce Athletics. As a part-time DOC, I had a budget and, you know, we needed training gear every year and it just was getting more and more difficult to find decent, high quality, affordable training balls. That's Zach. He's the co-founder of Bounce Athletics. And as a coach, he was having a hard time finding quality soccer balls at an affordable price. So he started searching for ways to solve that problem for himself and for others. 
We've been able to experiment with a lot of different textured materials and construction methods, and and I think we've really got it dialed in to to where now you know with with our training balls we're providing super high level training balls that have all the modern technology in them for a fraction of the price of global brands. Zach and Bounce Athletics are offering three four three members and listeners ten percent off orders of those custom premium soccer balls that he was just talking about. Email info at bounceathletics.com to start the order process and be sure to mention 343 to receive your 10% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. I think the the biggest ingredient that is missing from 99% of players is just the work ethic and the dedication to wake up and and do the stuff that nobody else wants to do. And a lot of times people think that they're doing it. A lot of times parents think that their kid is doing the extra work or, you know, is special or whatever. It's like 99% of the players in in the United States are not 99.9% of the players are not. And it's that, it's that extra work that really separates it. And you look at somebody like Alex Morgan or people that follow this podcast, like Alex Mendez, um, you know, those players, still, even though they are some of the absolute best players in the country, still do the extra work. It, it, it never ends. It's never enough for those players. And too many times, okay players settle at being okay. And and that's what keeps them okay instead of being, you know, part of that 0.1%. Yeah, it's it's that satisfactory, like, level. It's, so are you satisfied with how you're playing? The second you reach that, yeah, I'm, 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 you can be happy with it, but you, you should never be satisfied. And so I, I tell my girls, whether it's at camp or whether it's at WKU, it's like my biggest regret as a player. And I, I think you could talk to hundreds of coaches and players in the world about this. Like my regret, biggest regret is never not doing enough, you know? And I think that's something by the end of your playing career, like I, I want every single one of my WKU girls or every beast mode soccer player that's on the app and who's, who's been a good follower and who wants to be their best that they can be. I want them to be able to be like, you know, at the end of the day, like at the end of my playing career, like I know I did the absolute most that I could, you know, that's, I think what sets apart those elite players from, like you said, the okay ones. It's, it's even when they're at the level where they're at, like, they're, they're not happy with it. They know they can be better. And that, that's the, you know, shoot for the stars and land with the moon, that that kind of thought process. It's it's never good enough. It's it's never where I want to be. I'm going to make my career the best and the most that I want to make it. And, I mean, I think you could attest that and attribute it to any part in life. Like, if, yep. if you're satisfied with what you want to do, I mean, that's why student-athletes are so sought after in the in the job career or in the career range outside of soccer it's it's because they know how to do different things and they have all these skills and characteristics that employers want but it's it's that factor of being a workhorse it's getting in it's not just getting in the office early or getting to the field early it's putting in the work to be better and it's the responsibility and the time management side and there's so many things that attribute to it but I really think that if you're gonna put in what you want to put in and being sat- that satisfactory level. I mean, just like the coaching education, like, yeah, I- I'm trying to get as, as involved as possible, like do as many camps as I can just to learn and get it, surround myself with the best coaches that I can be around just so I can learn. And I mean, with players, it's, it's gotta be the same. You got to breed that kind of mentality. And that's what you should hope for within your team. Also, like, like I said, greatness inspires and creates greatness. Iron sh- sharpens iron, the most cliche phrases that you can throw in, you know, but it's true. I mean, David and I attest to it 
daily in my new staff at WKU where I'd argue, I mean, and I know everyone in a lot of kit country, uh, colleges in the country are doing it. Like we're, we're not doing enough work right now. You know, we could always be doing more. And that's the mindset you got to challenge yourself with. It's, that's a very good point. And I have recently been kind of beating this drum about coaching education and how coaches have let uh, learning handicap them from doing the actual work. So coaches, in my opinion, don't don't roast me for this, but this is my opinion. Um, coaches are, are, are getting stuck in the education phase when they should be graduating to just go out and do the work phase. And, and they, they, you know, they use this excuse of being, um, you know, a forever student or always learning. And, and that prevents them from just going out and doing doing the necessary work to become a master. And so when you talk about that on the player side, you know, if a player said, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a forever a student and I'm going to going to watch all these videos and and read about all these players and blah 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 blah." It's like you're not going to become a better player if you if, if that's all you do. You need to get out on the field and do the actual work. And so that's it, you know, going back to Alex Morgan like you know, she's a, a, a get up and, and, and go do the work type of person. She's not letting, you know, oh, I'm a student or I'm learning, blah, 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 you know, hold her back from going up or going out every morning at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. and, and you mm-hmm. know, putting in the work. So it's a weird, it's kind of an incomplete thought, I guess, in my brain, but it's something I've been thinking a lot about lately. It's like, okay, at some point you need to graduate from consuming all the information to just putting in the actual work. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It, it, it's It's hard because, like you said, like you want to have that mindset of being able to, hey, yeah, I'm a student of the game. I want to grow and grow and grow. And the courses do a good job or they do their, maybe their best, or they put in an effort to try to make that happen. Like the, I know the U S soccer licenses, they are like, okay, here's your wait time before you can get in to this next course or this next licensing, because we want you to implement what you just learned. But it is, it's, there's like that point in that part where you're like, well, now you, you can, Every time you leave a course, you can just choose not to implement or use anything that you learned. And hey, you have the license, but maybe you're not utilizing it in the right way. You like any of the tools you just learned. So, I mean, I absolutely agree. I mean, we kind of hit on it right when we started. It's like the best way to learn and do things is by doing it. I mean, at least for me, it is. And you're never, you're not gonna. If if I don't teach or if I don't coach what I've learned, then I'm not gonna learn how to do it or be able to do it properly. So there is a point I agree with, like that at some points you just got to do it. You just got to get out there. And like, as a player, you got to go out and do the work and you got to play. But I mean, what we look at so many times is like coat is, is game situations. Like, man, you, you could be the best in training, but if you can't transmit it into games, then I mean, are you doing what you wanted to do with that course or with that training session? So, I mean, it's kind of, I guess an open-ended question, like what is enough enough? And then how, how do you have to implement what you've learned and when do you implement that? Because I mean, WKU side, I mean, in the college game, it's, it, it's your job, you know, I'm trying to implement maybe, and this isn't, this is a theoretical kind of thing. What if I'm trying to implement something new with my goalkeepers and it just totally doesn't work, but I was trying to do it from the course and, you know, maybe that's my job, you know? So I don't know. It, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of different factors that kind of go in. And it's definitely not a perfect system. Uh, our coaching education in general, no matter the platform, but I think we try as a, and we can definitely do more, but there's ways that you, we can perfect it. But there's a lot to do with that still. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and, and there's no, I mean, I guess there's no right or wrong answer. And I, 
it's funny because I didn't go, I didn't finish a, a college degree. I didn't get a bachelor's degree, but I grew up and I live really, really close to um, Cal Poly University in, mm-hmm. in San Luis Obispo. And their motto is learn by doing. And it, I just think it's funny because at a very young age, I, you know, I owned my own company. I was doing all pretty much. I, I had decided I was going to be an entrepreneur at a very young age. And, um, and there were all these kids that were going to take entrepreneur classes at Cal Poly. And so I had kind of adopted like their, the school's motto, even though I didn't attend there, it's just like, yeah, I'm just learning by doing. So those guys are paying to get their education and I'm out here getting paid. So that was my, that was my mindset. And I still keep that to this day, even though what sucks the most is that not having the college degree has prevented me from achieving certain things, just like mm-hmm. not having a coaching license has prevented me from achieving certain things. So, you know, I, I see the necessity in some of, in some of that, but at the same time, I, you know, I can't put a price tag on how, you know, how valuable just going out and doing certain things Mm -hmm. is. And and it's just, it's, yeah, it's invaluable. It's priceless. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And I, I think that also is kind of almost a fault in some of the systems. Like you have to hold a specific license to be able to, to coach at a certain level, which again, like it's, like you said, we, we could have some of the best coaches in the world or in the nation right now that haven't gotten their licenses or degrees, but we're, we're going to say that they can't do something or they can't work with these kids because they don't have a, of a U.S. soccer funded license or a X and O diploma or this and this and this. So, yeah, I mean, the best way to learn is by doing. And I mean, just like, I, I really like Cal Poly's kind of phrase with that. And like your, your mindset towards it, because again, if, if you can it's a lot with the coaching education, if, if you learn all this stuff, you can learn all the strategies in the world to be able to teach it. But if, if you don't actually go out and teach it, it's just all theory. Yep. It's, it's just so, Oh, okay. Well, this is what they said works best. I don't really know if it does, but I mean, that's what they said. So, yep. And if you can't prove it with your own teams, if you can't implement it with your own teams, then all right, cool theory. That was real fun yeah. to learn. <laughs> uh, <there> were, <laughs> Thank goodness I spent months doing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, there was a really good example of that, though, uh, like the coaching license being a, a hindrance for somebody. And I think it was a team, a, a lower division professional men's team in um, Pennsylvania, I think. But the head coach that had been there for several years already. Uh, and, and was in place, wasn't able to, to, to move with the team when they moved to USL, I believe, because USL required an A license, USSF A license or USSF mm-hmm. license. I can't remember which one it was. And he only had like a C or a B maybe. And then he couldn't get into the course. And so they had to, you know, they had to part ways with their coach that, you know, had gotten them to that point basically. And I was like, man, that is, that is very disheartening to think that you could be doing good work helping your team improve everybody is is satisfied with the product on the field and off the field and then because you you move into an organization that requires a certain piece of paper you can no longer work with them i was like that is bs but no yeah like i mean i've had friends who are trying to get into the b licenses and other courses like that and and because you know for, to get into the b license you have to have documentation of every single playing and coaching uh history that you have on there so whether if you a good friend of mine uh played professionally overseas uh for plymouth argyle when he was a kid and he couldn't get his coaches to respond that attesting that he played to it and one of the reasons why he was denied um 
denied entry to the course was because a lack of, um, I think it was like a lack of, uh, re- not resources, but it was a laugh, lack of proof of references, uh, references or experience. And he's like, well, I played, you can Google me and look me up, but you got to have a signed reference letter. And he's like, I just, now I got to wait for another year to get this license that they want me to get so I can move on in my coaching. And it's a lot of it's again, and man, they're expensive and they take away a lot of time because I mean, you could argue both sides of it. Like, well, you need this side, you need it to be this long in order for you to take in all the information because it's so much. And I was like, okay, I agree with that. But I mean, they don't make it very user, very friendly for coach college coaches or people with families. I mean, you got to take a long time off, but again, there's, there's reasonings for the length of it and different things. But I mean, I think the point where, I mean, I think the, I can't remember, but I remember the one that they just established that you had to have a D license to, I, I believe, to coach a DA team or something like that. And everyone was scrambling. B like, license. Oh my B license. Yes. Not it's a, a B license? Yeah. B license now? Yep. What? But like, okay. Like, I remember when it was something with a D license or something, but example, I mean, even a B license now, it's like, Okay, so now I've got to outsource and find these coaches to bring in when I've got three perfectly good coaches that have shown success with this group of players and team that have done X and O and all these great things, but because they can't have, spend time away from their family, like, nope, sorry, you're SOL, which, I, again, yeah. I, I, you can argue both sides of it, but it's, 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 there, I wish there was a better way to do it. There's got to be, right? Yep. Oh, you would think so. I think the things that you're offering with Beast Mode – I think things like we offer at 343, I think, are better educational tools. They're cheaper, much cheaper educational tools. You have access to them, you know, at, 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 you know, at a snap of your fingers. You can pull your phone out of your pocket and access an app. You can pull your phone mm-hmm. out of your pocket and access our website, whatever, um, for, for a much better price. And you learn from people that are proven practitioners, which... I think is, you know, that's another topic that it's a rabbit hole that I could go down and talk about for days. But, you know, you're learning from somebody like David who works with and demonstrates that he works with on a, on a daily basis, the top players in the world. And then mm-hmm. you, know, you see Alex training with David in an Instagram video. And then you see Alex score a banger of her goal, uh, you know, on in a Saturday game. And you're like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. that's cool. She didn't just pull that out of her ass. She, you know, worked on that all week. Yeah, she put in the work for it. Yeah, and then and then you know the other valuable part I think you know on our side is that if you if you're interested in team training, okay, cool. Like you know here are actual team training sessions that you know we've recorded and released that nobody else is doing that. When you go to a, a D course, you you're not getting the instructor's actual sessions. You're getting you know the theory behind something else that somebody else wrote, um, you know, in the Chicago Soccer House, whatever, wherever they came up with it at. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that coach is providing that information to you, but that's not that coach's actual work. So, um, yeah, I get passionate about that too, but yeah, you know, I, I think that those are, those are more, uh, what you offer, what we offer are, are better actual educational tools, but you have to jump through some of the hoops in order to get to where you want to be in American soccer. And that's unfortunate, but like you mentioned a little bit ago, you know, the system's not perfect. It is what it is. We have to either, you know, go through it and keep our mouths closed or fight for change, which is kind of, you know, I'm, I'm always barking up certain trees every week. On <laughs> People know that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, you have to piece together, you have to piece together your information. You have to do what's necessary and then you have to kind of do what's right. And, and it's up to yeah. people to kind of decide, I guess, what they think is right and wrong. 
Yeah, and I mean, and then that also brings in like another completely crazy side that I, it's sorry, just kind of popped into my head. And it's kind of like then you, you start going into the staff parts of it because then that's where you can bring in like, because like we kind of talked about, you'll never know everything. You can do your best through through 343 and through Beast Mode and through U.S. Soccer and through United Soccer Coaches and through all these different educate coaching education tools to learn the most that you can. But you're never going to know everything. You know, I can attest that I've tried, I've done my best to do or not my best because it's never the best. You know, I went on all, all on that for a while, but I've done a significant amount of effort and things to increase my knowledge on it. But then it brings in the staff side of things where you can be like, okay, I know that David is the best technical specialist and trainer in the world. Okay. He's someone I would bring on staff, but then I have Lisa Cole over here, Chris Rich, who's one of the best goalkeeper coaches and trainers in the world. So you bring them in also. And then I studied the team stuff at this. And so then I bring this and this and this. In. And I guess that's where you'd start kind of like the star effect where you, you, you work with people that, that have strengths that you don't, you know, and I think that's something really important that it, it just kind of popped in my head as we were talking about this, because I think it's important to you surround yourself by people again who have the similar mindset, but again who have different strengths and who are better than you at certain things and maybe worse at some things. But it, you guys all find ways to complement each other and get the best desired product out of it. So I think that's, I mean, a, a totally different thing that you could then discuss in youth and college and professional level soccer. Like, okay, is there a way we could have gotten that that coach who didn't have his B license on the staff still? So where he could benefit the team and do, do these different things, but just because he didn't have the license, he couldn't do this. Is there a way we can incorporate a goalkeeper coach or a technical trainer inside the club or different things? So I'm sorry if that was just a random thought, but I it kind of just brought in almost all of it that we were kind of talking about, like that it it open it expands upon the individual education part to then utilizing your team and staff to be able to be the best, I guess. Super important. It's super important. Just, I mean, I'm assuming that this is the case. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you offer something different than what David offers with Beast Mode. And and you guys have to complement each other, supplement each other in order for Beast Mode to operate the way that it operates. And without without one piece of the puzzle, you know, the picture wouldn't look like it looks. So Mm -hmm. it's it's it seems like that applies to business, to team sports, to whatever, you know, bar staff, whatever. Like everybody needs to be able to offer something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and this is something I, I I like to talk about as well is that you need to you need to specialize in something. Like you need to be you need to be a specialist in something, whether it if you're talking about players, like you need to be an expert finisher or you need to be an expert passer over distance, you need to be an expert shot stopper, uh, as well as being like okay or good at everything else, but you need to really, really be a badass at something. And your coaching staff can that, that can apply to your coaching staff as well. Like somebody needs to be really, really, really good at video analysis, but that person doesn't necessarily need to be good at goalkeeper training to be part of the staff. And then somebody needs to be really, really good at goalkeeper training, but doesn't need to be good at video analysis. So, but without without one of those pieces of the puzzle, your professional organization might not succeed as well as another one. So, I think it's super yeah. important. And I think it's also super important that you recognize that you're not going to be the best at everything and that you, you need to be open to other people assisting you when you maybe not the best or when you need help and you need other tools and people to help complement you and help complement and best the team in that aspect. So having the ability to also recognize that, all right, I, I've done, I've done this and this and this, but 
she's over here she, and she's better at it than I am. So I need to bring her in to best the team. So I, I think that's also a huge aspect of it. I agree 100%. Um, so you said you, you listen to the podcast, right? Or you have before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what question's coming next? Oh, yes. <laughs> so what do, uh, what do people need to know? If, uh, from, from your vantage point in the, let's see, I guess is Kentucky in the middle of the country? I don't know. It's a little bit further. Yeah. Kind of Midwest. It's like an hour from Nashville. I'd say Midwest. Okay. So, right. <laughs> yep. So somewhere from the middle of Kentucky, uh, or from Kentucky, uh, from your vantage point and everything that you've seen and experienced in, in the soccer world in American soccer world, global soccer world, what do you think people need to know about, about soccer here in America? Uh, so I think people need to know to be the best that they can be, put the, put in the effort to do so, and then be open to growth in other people's ideas and be open to learning and maybe also humble enough to recognize that the way you're doing things might not be the best, or maybe the way you are doing things could be better or different things like that. Because I think a lot of times we, whether we realize it or not, we almost get an ego about ourselves, especially in the coaching business and in soccer and as players, like, Hey, I know this, I've done this, this, and this, like, this is why I know this, but having the ability to go through and, and learn from every situation that you encounter and do, and then not just learn from it, but then, incorporate it and do it into your sessions and again be a student of the game and then get out there eventually and be able to try to try your own thing because some things that work for other people may not work for others and so I think again like the openness to it and then again have the love and want to be able to do what you want to do with it because at the end of the day that's going to be what you'll be able to do you can use other things as excuses for what what hindered you as a coach or as a player but at the end of the day no one controls it but you so and then number two go download our app on beast mode soccer it's awesome john you need to do this right after this because you haven't yet (laughs) (laughs) i will but go check it out david's got some great stuff on there really special things are coming from beast mode soccer and have come so we'd love to share all, all of the knowledge and everything that we've done with it with you guys absolutely where where can people connect with you specifically and then where can people find out more about what you do with, with David and Beast Mode and what you guys offer? Yeah, so if you ever have any questions you can, about the app, you can go to mysoccertraining.com or you can go onto the Beast Mode Soccer website. And then if you have a specific question for me and Beast Mode or different things or you want my response, you can email me at katie, K-A-T-I-E, at beastmodesoccer.com. It's super simple, but I try my, to do my best to reach out and to email and then any WKU or college questions, feel free to email me on my uh, WKU email. And that's katie.nimitz, N as in Nancy, I, M as in Mary, I-T-Z at WKU.edu. Very cool. Uh, well, Katie, I appreciate your time and I appreciate all the work that you do with David. I, uh, I probably read at least 75% of the emails that you guys send and you guys send a ton of them. So uh, it's, it's good content. And I, and I really, really appreciate what you guys are doing for American soccer players. Yeah, John, thanks so much for having me. We, I'll, I'll get on Chris Rich soon, but I really appreciate what you do for coaching education and anyone who really loves the game. Also, it's, it's great content that you're doing. So we appreciate that also, but thanks so much for having me. All right.
right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 343 podcast. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Bounce Athletics. I also want to leave you with one note from one of our members of the 343 coaching education program. His name is Thomas, and he's been a member for quite a while. And this is what he had to say. If you want to play insanely good with your team and start to understand the possession and positional game, this will give you a head start. I have tried the material on three ordinary teams, and after a year, they totally dominate the local teams. After two years, they are among the best in the region. The program 343 offers is not a complicated curriculum. It's actually simpler than you might think. But instead of more, you have to go deep in every detail. Thomas, thank you so much for that beautiful review. And I hope that everybody else finds that valuable. If you want more information about the 343 Coaching Education Program, the program that helps support and fund this podcast, you can visit 343coaching.com. All right, we'll catch you guys next time here on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.